You know, as a guy who took Spanish for three years, I didn't retain much of any of it. <laughs> I have to, and three years is a long time, especially when you're a child, and that's when you learn the most things really well. But I didn't retain a lot. It's hard just learning it in school or through textbooks. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. They are a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. You can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. I started Rosetta Stone, and my Spanish skills have definitely improved. I can now say muchas gracias. It's really a better way of learning a language. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comedy Bang Bang listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off, visit rosettastone.com slash comedy. That's rosettastone.com slash comedy. This episode of Comedy Bang Bang is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. You can paint a whole zebra with half a can of paint. Welcome to Comedy Bang Bang. Huh, I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, you can. Thank you to Hugh Junderpants for that wonderful catchphrase submission. And welcome to Comedy Bang Bang for another edition, very special first week of October edition. We only get to celebrate the first week of October once a year on Comedy Bang Bang, and we're doing it today. Uh, uh, beginning of Q4, as we call it here. Uh, Q4, quarter four. Uh, and we have a great episode for you. By the way, my name is Scott Ackerman. I'm the host of Comedy Bang Bang. Coming up a little later on the show, we have someone who works in public relations. Uh, looks to looks like we have a recent widow. Ooh, I wonder how recent. Boy, that's going to be a bummer talking to them. But uh, we also have someone in the lumber industry. So you can see exactly what type of show this is. But I, before them, celebs are back. Celebs are back. There was such a long, fallow period of time when we had no celebs on the show because no one wanted to come to my backyard where we were taping the show. But now we're back in studio. Celebs are back. And we have one of our favorites here. He, this is his second time on the show, uh, returning guest. And you know him as the lead singer and uh, songwriter of the band Semisonic. And you know him as the songwriter of such iconic songs as Adele's Hello. And he has a new EP out called Dancing on the Moon. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> These are three surprising facts. 
Please welcome Dan Wilson. Hello, back to the show. Thank you for the welcome back. Yeah, so I guess I'm like an, an old um, veteran now. Am You're I? an old favorite, yeah. 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 Well, a lot, what a lot of people uh, don't know, we've talked about it a few times, is uh, it's we do first and last episode the first time you come in. So and then the last. Oh, I see. Yeah. So this is still so this will be this was from time. years ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so we record we record first. It's a lot like uh, a rent check. So you get it first month, so, last month. So bleak. It sounds so. It's like knowing the day you die. It's yeah. not something you really want. But uh, I guess that you planned recording uh, uh, this this new EP, Dancing on the Moon, which is coming out this week. Years in advance. Years in advance. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a plan. You need yeah. to know what's happening in Q4. Yeah. It's great to see you. So. So good! I was so thrilled when uh, uh, word came through the wire that uh, you were requesting to do the show again. Yeah, yeah, it was fun last time. I couldn't. I can never quite tell if anyone has a good time or not. And that's interesting. And I kind of left that one going like, I hope he had a good time, but who knows? So I'm I'm glad to oh, see I had you. A great, I had a really good time last oh, good. time. Oh, by the way, I I didn't write hello by Adele. Oh, I'm sorry. Which one but, did you? Uh, someone like you. Someone like you. And that's a couple right. Others, but but you but you can just. I mean, I could hello. say that I wrote it. I mean, you said not? hello to her. Right. And also it fit in with your sort of upspeak of Yeah. Thank you for not correcting time? me in the middle of Hello? You did write closing time though, yeah. which is Yes. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um and someone like you is just as good as Hello, right? Right on. Right? Was that a number one? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How many weeks? I actually don't know. You don't I would know. love to know. Yeah. It, the, and the internet knows, so we don't need to know. <laughs> the answer is out there as, as easy as pressing a few buttons on that thing you keep in your pocket. Out there, yes. Um, so, uh, but, I mean, incredible career. Uh, I think I, I talked about this last time you were on the show, but my wife and I uh, used to listen to the All About Chemistry album a oh, lot. Awesome, yeah. Uh, when we were first getting together. And uh, I mentioned you, you, it was our anniversary the other night. We were driving to dinner, and I mentioned you were going to be on the show again. She goes, ooh, let's listen to him on the way back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was very sweet. romantic. I love it. Yes. I so it. wonderful songwriter. Tell me about Dancing on the Moon. Um, did you have to actually like take a trip on the Jeff Bezos rocket ship or anything in order to like do research for this or Sadly. what happened? Sadly, no, I didn't get to go on any billionaire uh, trips <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, I can't say much about the song because it was for me, one of those songs that just kind of happens in a flurry and I, and I, is it almost hard to take credit for it? So it's a a, a song is called Dancing on the Moon, and then you called the yeah, entire yeah, EP? Yeah, yeah, we call okay. the EP Dancing great. on the Moon, mostly because it's my favorite song on the EP. Oh, great. And 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 it was, like, I really wanted to ca capture a kind of like a, a, like a, almost like a romantic couple in outer space, uh, you know, like isolated, but together at the same time. Was like, like, are these aliens or are they are, are, a, a are, human with like, like a really your, hot alien girl? It's or? like your neighbors, but they're in spacesuits. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> just like average people. <laughs> <laughs> did you record this in a spacesuit? That must be no, hard. No, but I did the video and I rented a spacesuit and a bunch of my friends texted for the video and a bunch of my friends texted me and said, Dan, I've never seen you look more naturally yourself. <laughs> Maybe you should have bought that spacesuit. That, I know, I should have. Instead of renting but it. We don't have a closet big enough. It's a Lot. Uh -huh. It's a, you know the backpack is huge, right. the boots. It's just a lot. <laughs> um, so the, you made the video for this actual song, Dancing, yeah. which is your favorite song. And a lot of people say that that songwriting is a lot like having children. You can pick your favorites. D you can really, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not allowed to say, right? No, but you can. But everyone has their favorites. Wow. I, I yeah, I have my favorites, but it's, it's almost like, um, you know, if I said my favorite is. You know, dancing on the moon and you said oh well my favorite song of yours is closing time I'd, I'd go like what you don't like dancing on the moon 
I'm hurt, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. Do you do you uh, uh, do you have a favorite song you've ever written, and, and was it one that you sang yourself, or was it something that someone else sang? Wow. These are basic questions, no, no, Dan. That's a good one. I should really <laughs> like, do, like really. I if you do, do some, any press at all, I should look within. <laughs> once I should introspect. More. I appreciate you making this your first I'm stop on your press of, tour, but these are the kind of things people are going to be asking what you. What kind of navel gazer do you think I am? No, I don't know. Uh, what I mean, there's there's a couple of semisonic songs that I really love. There's one called DND, which I DND, do I, not I, disturb, which I had no I idea what it meant, and I thought you were talking about D and D, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of my nerdy friends. Thoughts. They were like, "Yes, finally, <laughs> finally, he does one for us. for us, bro." Yeah, but that song is essentially about putting on the "Do Not Disturb." Yeah, let's just, and be just alone. Let's yeah. be, it's a little bit like dancing on the moon. It's a little bit like the same right. same theme. I don't know. I have. Um, I really love um, "Not Ready to Make Nice" that I did with the Dixie Chicks, mm-hmm. kind of because it was so useful for right. them. Right. You know, it really. It did something really, really powerful in their sets for the tour that they went on afterwards. It was a way to state their case, and then they would, you know, if they didn't want to explain, they just had the song. Did you ever go see them live, and then while they're singing that song, you're, like, pointing at yourself (laughs) and then making the writing motion? Nobody nobody knows. Nobody (laughs) is good enough at uh, hieroglyphics to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think, I believe my wife and I's favorite songs would be the, uh, act naturally is oh. I think, uh, number one for us. And oh. then, uh, one true love, I believe those are our favorites. One true love has Carol King on it. So yeah. how could you not love that? Yeah. That was our, like, that was the band's secret crowning glory because none of our rock friends thought it was cool at all that we had Carol King on, but we, were, we knew better. Long oh, it kind of we, recontextualized her for me, too, where oh, I was wow. like, oh, man, because it was 2000, I think that record yeah. came out. And yeah. it was like, oh, wow, I haven't thought about Carol King in a while, but here she yeah. is guesting on this great record. Yeah. And, and then I tried to replicate her backing vocals when we were driving home the other night, and I did not succeed. Does that surprise you? She's Well, she's hard to beat. Yeah. She's but I tried. Well, <laughs> I came close. I got 99% of it. <laughs> That's called hubris. <laughs> um, a lot of people know you, of course, from Closing Time, which is, mm-hmm. is, is that, I mean, uh, as opposed, I guess Adele's song would be your biggest hit, but the biggest hit that you sang is Closing Time. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because the, because the, I've written so many songs and, and it's not like, you know, a, a noticeable percentage of them do well, a lot. Like on average, like you've written probably happens. You've written five hundred songs <laughs> yeah. and three yeah. were huge. Yeah, hits. so the you know the median is. So you view yourself down. as a failure. <laughs> yeah, I failed most of the time, and then once in a while, this insane thing happens. Because every single time time you write a song, you're hoping that it's number one for yeah, twenty and weeks. Or and whatever. I'm like the parent who thinks this one is the best one ever. <laughs> Finally, I've said it all. But when you wrote "Closing Time," were you like running around? I'm assuming you're, you're in an apartment at that point. Are you running around your apartment just like high-fiving imaginary people going, I fucking did it? No, it's funny because I still haven't, um, I don't have a, um, you know, banger meter in my brain that says, (laughs) you know, smash or whatever. Bangdar. uh, Bangdar. I don't have bangdar, but I do have a, a, a cryptic one, which is, I can't wait to play this for my friends. Oh. But, but I never link the two, like... I'm always like, oh shit, I, I have to play this for my friends. But I don't go, and that's the That's the, the obvious hint, first single. The yeah. Tell. Yeah. So How do you get to be one of your friends where like you're calling them up going, let me play this song I just wrote five minutes ago? <laughs> I like to be in that category. 
Uh, okay, next. But there's a lot of songs. It's a <laughs> heavy fine. responsibility. I'm okay. I'll listen to the 497 <laughs> shitty ones. Yeah, and this is the 12th <laughs> bad one in a row. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't call again unless it's really good. Did you when when uh, uh, because you were on ma- majorish labels, right? Uh, yeah, ma- yeah, yeah, right. Actually, I've been on too many major labels. I've been. It's like a. It's like going over to the other side, it, right? You can't be on six major labels and say you did great. But yeah. that's what I did. You had minor uh, experiences on major labels. <laughs> exactly. Brief. Uh, Brief forays, <laughs> flings. Did they, did was there ever an experience where they were like, "Hey, this is the single," and you were like, "This person's fucking crazy." Well, that has happened, and also, um, well, when closing time, I've had both both sides. When closing time, uh, when we finished that record, feeling strangely fine, we sent it to the label. They said, um, "We can't put this out. It has." No singles, <laughs> and it had three songs that that charted really well, right? Including that one, but at the time they said, "We, you know, you've got to go back and do more songs so we can have some hits." And I was like, basically, because my whole approach to music has always been, how can we scam someone into giving us a, a budget so we can record more? Right. So this was like a win for me. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. they, they're going to give us more money. That's how I felt about the, the, the Between Two Ferns movie was like, they're like, I got to say, we don't like the ending. You have to shoot more. I'm like, all right, Yay! great. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of money. Yeah. I can go back and fix other things yeah. too. But my manager, Jim, said, no, If unless you think you can beat that those three songs, you know that the label will pick the ones that they commissioned, no right. matter whether they're better or not. So you held out. So we just we just turned off our phones and disappeared for a And moment. then closing, to, oh, you turned off, you had phones back then. This yeah. is like 1997. Barely, barely. How do you turn those off? You unplug well, them from like the wall? Or? the house, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and you were on the, and this came up recently in my life, you were on the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and what was that song that was? Uh, is it FNT? FNT. Were yeah. you, when you wrote that, were you like, I'm the acronym guy? DND FNT. This is this is my wheelhouse now. <laughs> it was if it was a brand, I didn't really protect it very well because those are the only two. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did. I was wondering why you gave up so easy. <laughs> didn't realize that it was my look, and instead, I, it was just a flirtation. But of course, I just watched that movie uh, for the first time uh, on for my other show. Scott hasn't seen where I watch movies that uh, I haven't seen before, mm. and uh, uh, suddenly uh, that song started playing, and I'm like. There we go. There's my boy. I'm locked in. There's my yeah. boy. There's my friend just going to call me and <laughs> play me some, some play bad me songs. songs. <laughs> my, um, my teenage daughter uh, recently watched that. Do you have 10 rules about dating her? Or seven, how many rules is it? Seven? Ten, ten things I hate about you? No, no. There's a, uh, there, there, never mind. <laughs> there was a, uh, there, a sitcom about dating my teenage daughter. So how many rules? I'm gonna. I gotta look this up now. Here, you, you, you go ahead you and talk. Find and, it. I'll just babble. You go ahead um, and talk, and I won't listen to you. The, my daughter and her friends were watching Ten Things I Hate About You for I don't know why or how that happens in the in the current culture. But ten they rules, were, and they were stunned. Eight simple when rules. Started, Sorry, eight simple rules. Oh yeah. When I started singing, they were like stunned, and she was stunned. She oh really? Was, and I, my cred briefly skyrocketed. And now it's back to normal, like nil. <laughs> no, it's not You're like, even. Oh, wait, so what are these eight rules? Uh, I, I don't know that we ever found them out because unfortunately, uh, 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 unfortunately, uh, uh, what's his name uh, passed away uh, before that uh, show ever got to the rules, I believe. What was his name? Uh, he oh. played Jack Tripper uh, on Three's Company. Uh, sad that such a wonderful career 
uh, is reduced to me not remembering his name. <laughs> John Ritter, of course. John Ritter. It was his, he had his eight fun. rules for something? He had eight rule, eight simple rules for dating his daughter, his teenage daughter. I, I, this is so alarming, I can't even like get... Like, you I, should write I, this I, song, I, though, because like the rules were never like, explained. It and, sounds so offensive even just to mention it uh, without knowing what it's about. But when you think about songwriting structure, eight rules, you can get through those in like two verses... And then a chorus? I mean, this is, like, not a bad idea for a song. But wait, are we talking, like, who who in the world would date their daughter? I don't understand. Oh, I see the misunderstanding. Well, what no, else these could are, it be? These are rules he's telling to pr- uh, prospective suitors for dating my teenage daughter. Oh, oh. Well, even that sounds bad. Okay, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. I'm sorry. So wait, the entire time I was talking I was, about this, you assumed that he was I almost making rules for himself to date his huff. own daughter? Yeah, I was like, I was feeling so harmed by that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, though. I was like, what the fuck? I, what am I missing? Do your, do your, uh, you have, you have teenage daughter or daughters? Uh-huh. One. I have One. a 25-year-old and a 25-year-old. 15-year-old. Do they, uh... Do they understand what you do? I mean, they obviously understand what you do, but is it just like, are they proud of, uh, when, when something like Adele comes out with a big hit, are they like telling people at school, do you know, like, yeah, my dad wrote that song. Are they embarrassed? Are they proud? Like a combo, like a combination of deep embarrassment and <laughs> occasional pride. Yeah. Can they even enjoy listening to a song that you wrote like the rest of the world does. See, I like to think that secretly they like it and they just make me think that they don't. <laughs> I like to think that underneath the sneering and the disregard is a kind of respect. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be cool to say to you, although it would be terrible if like they were, suddenly that song comes on and they go, my dad wrote this and they're like, that song sucks. And then they feel bad about it. <laughs> I, think th- I think my daughter's friends were too polite to say the song in... 10 Things I Hate About You was was bad. I don't think they thought it was bad. I think they, yeah, were, enjoying, song. they were enjoying the movie. What so. is it? FML? What is it again? <laughs> TNT. 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 No, not TNT. <laughs> it's F- FNT. Yeah. <laughs> T- what if you wrote, okay, here's, here's my new pitch. TNT, you write MLB. a song about the Turner, uh, TBS, Turner Broadcasting System. I'll just do only songs with, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Finally, a, a recipe Wonderful. that I can follow. Well, uh, Dancing on the Moon is out now. Just came out a couple of days ago. And you're here, you're going to be doing songs for us. I'll do I'll do a couple songs. A couple yeah. songs, that's Happily. incredible. And Happily. you're going to stick around and be sort of my co-host. As long as I can. You're the Ed McMahon to my... <laughs> Uh, I don't know who else, but I'm the uh, fern. not Johnny Carson. I'll be one of the ferns. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, we have to get to our next guest. Uh, Dan Wilson is here, dancing on the moon in stores now. Uh, but let's get to our uh, our first uh, uh, non musician guest of three non musician guests. Let's, um, let's okay, it. he is in public relations. I mentioned this, uh, and uh, I've never met him before. I don't believe uh, this is my first time. Hi, how are you? It's this is uh, Cecil Sotheby. Hi. Hi, Scott. Hi. It's great. so great to uh, meet you. You know what? It is so This nice is Dan, to... by the way. Dan, nice. it is lovely Cecil. to meet you. you too. And uh, lovely to meet you, Scott. Thank you yeah. so much. It's our pleasure. For having me here. I'm a fan of the podcast. Oh, you uh, are? You've listened to this? Hopefully not the early episodes. <laughs> Even the early Uh-oh. episodes. <laughs> Don't cancel me. <laughs> no, no. I thought you meant for their uh, roughness. Mm. But I liked seeing how uh, slowly it became... Uh, a polished jewel. Thank you so much. Yeah. Not too slowly, I hope. I, I thought we did okay. Oh no, it was the jewel was polished very quickly, Scott. Okay, and, uh, but it was unpolished for a few episodes, though. 
But then it was a quick polish. Yes, but an unpolished diamond still sparkles. It's a good point. Would you throw a diamond in the trash because it hadn't been polished? <laughs> no, only if the trash was other diamonds. <laughs> and it was actually a fake trash can where you kept your diamonds to throw the scent off of burglars. Burglar would walk by and say, That's just trash. Marry a diamond in there. <laughs> good point. Good point. Cecil, why are you here? Who well, are you? Uh, all this talk of diamonds, you must know that I... I'm a collector of, uh, just an appreciator, a curator of rare items. I, my name, is Cecil Sotheby, as in Sotheby's Auction House. Oh, so are you one of the... Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, my great-great-grandfather was uh, Terrence Sotheby. Oh, and uh, he began. Was he the guy who started Sotheby's? Yes, he began oh. the auction house. The fam- Have you ever gone to a, a Sotheby's auction before? No, I see the real estate signs every once in a while, and I'm like, oh, that house must be fancy. Because oh. it has a reputation for being like the fanciest stuff. Yeah, and they're very, uh, we're very choosy about how, who we give the brand to. The real estate uh, was uh, one of the rare offshoots. Uh, we haven't, it's the auction house. And real estate. Oh, okay. So where are you involved in the business? Public relations. So that's why I come here. And uh, so you're the. I saw on the media list comedy bang bang. Oh, I said, I'll take that one. Okay. Because I'm a fan. So I wanted to come. Thank you so much. But what are you when you say you're doing public relations for Sotheby's or you or, or it's Sotheby's branded public relations? No, we're having an upcoming auction. Oh, that you want to get the word out about. Yes. Oh, great. Let's talk uh, about it. And I think you, your listeners, anybody would have a lot of uh, interest in it. I actually brought the catalog here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I brought a catalog for you. Oh, thank you. Well. Oh, wow. My own copy. For me, so we can Did you bring one this. for Dan? Or Dan, here you go. Here's a catalog as well. Yeah, I noticed you brought that third catalog and you weren't offering it to him. So I, I, I apologize if you were keeping that in reserve for something else. Well, we have an expression. We at Sotheby's have a catalog threes. <laughs> oh, great expression. Of course. <laughs> and uh, if there's wow. <laughs> four people, then we just say five and rhyme it with Sotheby. And oh, and then you keep one, one, yeah, in the car? Yes. Hmm. Uh, but we have a very exciting auction of celebrity uh, items. Memorabilia? Uh, yes. Oh, wow. Items owned by celebrities. that Owned by. Yes. And uh, they... Uh, their estate, if they're if they've passed on, or they're uh, if they're alive, uh, uh, not to speak so coarsely, but they of course they put up their items for auction. They get a, so, uh, some of the money, and our auction house has it, and then the person goes home with a beautiful piece of. Uh, I know how auctions work. Is, it, is that what you're <laughs> trying? <Scott>? To- <laughs> if only your razor wit could be on the auction block. Oh, well, then I need it in case I yeah, do more of this well, show. Please don't ever give it up. For okay, auction. thank you so much. So what are these items? I, I, You know, the last time I ever did anything like this was uh, back uh, right when we started the show, back in 2009, uh, Paul Shear and Rob Hubel and I went to the Michael Jackson uh, uh, auction of all the things from his life that were going to be auctioned, mm-hmm. which they pulled before they actually auctioned them. Do uh, do. Doo-doo? What? Doo-doo? Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Doo-too. Uh, I don't remember why. There was some sort of issue where they were like, we don't know who actually owns these things, so they pulled everything. But it was fascinating to go look at the things 
that was mainly a lot of unique items, uh, you know, like a Peter Pan uh, headboard, I remember. Was yes, uh, I mean, those are more eccentric uh, items, but at, uh, at the celebrity, you know, they're, they're uh, fairly what, – what's interesting – if if I may say, is no, that yeah. Let's get to the interesting. They're, part. they're quotidian objects. Uh, they're they're everyday objects. It's just the fact that ah oh, yes, this celebrity must have oh. owned this and held this at that point that gives it the. So for instance, uh, uh, for example, we have a. Thanks for dumbing it down for us. You said, for instance, first. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then you change it to, for example. So I appreciate that. For the lay people out there. I was going to start with <laughs> I.E. Oh, boy. Don't but do that. I dumbed it down before even that. Uh, a pair of Cary Grant's cufflinks. Wow. Well, the, Cary Grant was one of the most uh, dapper celebrities. Movie star incarnate. He kind of exemplifies old Hollywood glamour. Yes. Uh, nobody better than him before or, dare I say, after. Really? So you think it, that was just the apex? Just in terms of movie star charisma. Okay. So his cufflinks. Along with a, a tennis racket owned by Marilyn Monroe. I had no idea she ever even played tennis. I don't think there are any pictures of her playing tennis. Well, she wanted to. She took lessons and she bought a fine tennis racket. Hmm. She wanted to practice in style. Oh, So okay. we have that up for auction along. But she didn't keep it up? She didn't ever? You said she wanted to. Oh, she took, uh, when I spoke to her estate, I did ask. I said, how many lessons did Ms. Monroe take with this? <laughs> For real? <laughs> and they said, um, they said, Cecil. I said, Cecil. <laughs> they said, Cecil, if it's more than three, we'd be shocked. <laughs> more than so? More okay. Than, it's like, unlikely she went more than so three. So she's held this racket for approximately, lessons are typically 45 minutes, about two hours and 15 minutes of her life. Right, but it has the story attached to it. What, what the story you just told me? Yes, I heard this story on the podcast. <laughs> About the guy mispronouncing yes. your name? Yes. Okay. And, of course, the story that Marilyn, she only took three lessons and she gave it up. And look at this racket. Wow, okay. Well, this is, this is it's less. And it's not just movie stars of yore. Oh. It's uh, present-day movie stars like Vin Diesel, a, a cigar box. Made of mahogany. Okay, great. <laughs> mahogany. Okay. Has he inscribed it with anything, or is it? Uh, I believe it was a crew gift. Hmm. That, so it's Fast and Furious branded. Yes. Uh, next on the list. <laughs> uh, this is a from the Duke. I don't know if you remember John Wayne. That's stick my impression. Up, partners. Yeah, stick him yeah. up, partner. I'm here already. Yeah. Get out of the way. The Duke is here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's right here in front of me. <laughs> and Scott went somewhere. Okay, now he's back drinking water. Hmm. I wondered where Scott went because I thought it was John Wayne. He, uh, through his estate, we got a pair of his motorized boot spurs. What? Motorized boot spurs? Yes. You can just say spurs, by the way, in the description, by the way. <laughs> you're, well, you're looking, what makes everyone these, knows what spurs What are. makes these an interesting object, to be sure, an interesting item, to mm -hmm. be sure, uh -huh. is m most spurs are not motorized. 
Oh, I know. That's why you had to say motorized boot, yes. boot spurs because because John Wayne said, "Why can't my why do my spurs have to move according to how I move my? Can't they move on a motor?" So right. he had some Hollywood wizards cook uh-huh. up some motorized boot spurs. Uh, an interesting item, such as a. Uh, Meryl Streep. Are you a fan of Meryl Streep? An interesting item such as Meryl well, Streep. Meryl Streep's item. You're moving on from the motorized boot oh, well, so quickly. Very it's almost many. as if you're embarrassed. There's oh, lots of items. I'm catalog, now looking at this catalog. Just... There are so many. You took so much time with these first three, and they were so uninteresting that I figured that's the pace we're going to go at. But no, you. Uh... You expected two normal ones, <laughs> and then at least by the third one, we. No, no. Three normals. <laughs> All right. What, what, okay. What, let's run through these. What uh, else do you have? Well, you'll be very excited to know that we have, and we can explore any of these. Mm. Feel free to talk about them. Uh, Meryl Streep, uh, for auction, she has her a wedding dress caked in slime. What? what why? What? From Death Becomes Her or something? Or uh, Her first wedding, she got married... In the bayou. <laughs> and so it, oh, green swamp slime has covered her wedding dress <laughs> from tip to tail. So she got married in the middle of a swamp. Her first wedding? Yes. I did, there's I, pictures. This is Meryl, there's pictures. Meryl Streep down in the bayou. It was a, a people cover story. <laughs> cover they, story? They paid for it if she agreed to... Have her wedding in a swamp. This doesn't sound like Meryl Streep. I mean, any part well, of it. Well, it was for a role. <laughs> she, wait, this is It was research. method. She was doing it as research. For what role? S- S- Swampy Lisa. <laughs> and in adaptation, she follows Chris Cooper through a swamp, through the Everglades, which is like a swamp. Okay, I don't remember this movie, but I, I mean, would you be interested in an item like this? Uh, n- no, I don't. I, I mean, if it were from a famous movie like Wizard of Oz, like the Ruby Slippers or something, that's the kind of thing that oh, I. It's yes. iconic Hollywood lore. The I don't even remember. I mean, Meryl Streep's done a ton of movies that I couldn't even list them all. But mm-hmm. Swampy Lisa, I don't even remember this one. That was a spec script I wrote for Meryl Streep. Oh, so she never even made it? You're, I, you're a writer? Well, I'm from the Sotheby's. That doesn't explain it. Uh, dynasty. Yeah. Well, they, we've, we take a portion of all the auctions we sold, so. That doesn't explain it either. Well, <laughs> gets to the part where you let's became just say interested we're sitting on many cans that look like trash cans, but are filled with diamonds. But why are you a writer? (laughs) All you've mentioned is your job and why you're rich. (laughs) That was my previous career when I was a writer. Oh, Uh, I wrote a spec script called Swampy Lisa. We got funding. Meryl Streep committed to the part. She said, I want my wedding to be like Swampy Lisa. (laughs) I'm crying. I'm crying because I remember that much I I loved Swampy Lisa. So this is how you came into possession of this wedding dress? (laughs) Well, well, well. Yeah. Please stop crying, sir. This is embarrassing for you. It's well, mortifying. I know maybe you're disappointed that uh, it's not a piece of, like, a prop or a costume from a movie, uh, but neither is this item, but <laughs> okay, I think well, you might like it. Great, what Despite is it? that, Morgan Freeman's levitating deck chair. 
And it's not from a movie. It's just his, he had a levitating deck chair at home. Yes. Like levitating in what way? Is this? Uh, off the ground. <laughs> but how does it do it? Is it uh, like what kind of, I don't think that things levitate. I mean, other than those like uh, jetpacks on the, on the water, you know, that are, have you oh, seen those? Yes. A sort of propulsion system. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I asked, uh, I was able to speak with Morgan Freeman. Oh, okay. And I asked him, how does this work, the levitation? Hmm. And he went, popcorn power, my boy, popcorn power. So I guess there's curls huh. of popcorn that pop inside and Weird guy. levitate the deck chair. But I have not heard of popcorn power technology at this point, but interesting. All right. What was that? Popcorn power technology. Oh, you whispered it. I couldn't even. No, I didn't whisper. I was saying, I said it pretty much just the, at the volume and cadence I've been speaking in. Yeah, so did I. What? <laughs> I think you blew out your own eardrums. When did you I said, get louder? I think you did. Yeah, hmm. I think you did. <laughs> uh, How many more do you have? Because this. Well, this we is... can run through them very quickly because they are very amusing. <laughs> For instance, uh, how quickly can you do this? If you had to, if you had to really guess, a minute, a minute. All right, let me put a minute on the clock here. All right, let me. I'm opening my phone. I'll give you sixty seconds, and you're going to edit in real time. Uh, whichever yes. ones that you. Okay, are you are we ready? Here we go and go. Celebrity auction list: Gwen Stefani's autographed poster of Top Gun Maverick, where she forges Tom Cruise's name. <laughs> Jimmy Carter's apron and chef's hat made of a rare translucent metal. <laughs> Katie Couric's brigade of water-powered tanks. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's personal collection of Polaroids with him dressed provocatively as a basketball. 30 seconds. Mariah Carey is auctioning <laughs> off a box of her own bones she had removed. <laughs> Author John Grisham's action figures still in their original boxes. <laughs> when you want your own Darby Shaw and Gray Grantham of your own. <laughs> Heidi Kluth's <laughs> <Tenser>. handbag <laughs> has become anthropomorphized. <laughs> Five seconds. One more. One more. Uh, Sinead O'Connor's hairbrush never used. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> So they, I gotta ask Cecil. These are all fake things. Yeah. Why are you doing? Why are you doing this for attention? Stinker, Scott. I wanted to get in here. I told you I was a fan. Okay, Cecil. I do work for Sotheby's, though. Okay, you're gonna be fired after they hear this. Probably, but mm, Daddy it? will rehire me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, we're coming up on a break. Dan, uh, how are you How are you feeling about following that with uh, one of your new songs? Oh, my God. <laughs> what, are we, what, are, what are we about to hear? I don't know. Suddenly, all of my music seems so somber. <laughs> it's, a jar, it's a jarring transition, I, I realize. But. And my, my fingers are, are, are numb from laughing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, uh, this is Dancing on the Moon. All those nights when we waited for a time to be alone 
hour lonely all the time Sidewalk seems like a faded memory on a rolling stone Now they cut me like a knife If it isn't real Why does it feel like we're living it? Dancing on the moon Venus and Mars for an audience Now we're on our own Nobody else in the universe Dancing on the moon You and me waiting on the world to turn Turn again Turn, turn again Dancing on the moon Waiting on the world to turn again All those plans and the infinite demands of every day Far away they look small empty sky but we scream into the silence anyway for someone to hear the call if it isn't real why does it feel like we're living it dancing on the moon Venus and Mars for an audience now we're on our own Nobody else in the universe Dancing on the moon You and me waiting on the world to turn Turn again Turn, turn again Dancing on the moon Bravo, Dan Wilson, Dancing on the Moon. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have uh, more from Dan Wilson, more from Cecil Sotheby, and also a recent widow and someone in the lumber industry. We'll be right back with more Comedy Bang Bang after this. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that you can get almost anything delivered right to your door? It is, it's crazy. And you know who does it? the best DoorDash. That's right. DoorDash delivers pretty much anything. Let me give you some examples. Are you sick at home listening to my voice? The perfect bomb to soothe the savage breast. You realize you have no flu meds. You have no tissues. You need them ASAP. DoorDash. Maybe you can't turn off your favorite podcast and get off the couch, but you're craving a snack and your cupboard is empty. Well, DoorDash. Get almost anything delivered from pet food to snacks to neck braces, really, to alcohol. 
to toothpaste, to Joy-Con controllers, to headphones. They got, uh, you get it. They have everything. DoorDash. I've gotten the weirdest stuff delivered to me. They'll do it all. I've I've needed stuff where I go like, oh my god, I don't I don't have time. I got to get this thing before I go out tonight. DoorDash. They deliver it right to me. DoorDash. Your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Alcohol only available in select markets. This podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, is brought to you by Squarespace, oh, our old friends, and Spring. Man, it truly has sprung. No one can argue that. And uh, what do we know about Spring? Spring is a time of fresh starts. That's right. Uh, you thought January was good for starting fresh? Uh, spring's gotcha beat. Spring's about rebirth, and that could mean starting a new venture or switching things up on your website. Well, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device, integrated, optimized, optimized, <laughs> SEO tools, allow your site to show up more often and grow the way you want. Plus make checkout easy for customers with easy to use payment tools, accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. Selling content on your website? Well, add a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell downloadable files. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch. And I know you're going to be. Go to squarespace.com bangbang to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Ah, remember the sense of freedom or adventure? That riding a bike used to give you as a kid, just riding around your streets, passing by your friends' houses, finding money on the ground. Once I found $20 on the ground when I was riding my bike. Oh my gosh. And this is $20 in, you know, when I was a kid in, in 2002 money. Anyway, where would you go on your bike, huh? What would you discover during those adventures? Who would you ride with? Well, this spring, get out there. Enjoy the weather and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it has never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick toolless assembly. Go to electricebikes.com to discover e-bikes that start at just $799 with the uh, XP Lite. Anyone can ride with a variety of models designed to be a better mode of transportation. I tell you, the, the electric e-bikes, Paul F. Tompkins has one. He swears by it. He says they're so fun. Go full throttle into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bike in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention, please, 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 that Comedy Bang Bang sent you in the post-checkout survey. That is L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com Comedy Bang Bang, we're back with Dan Wilson. He just treated us to his favorite song on his new EP, Dancing on the Moon. Uh, is that track one on the EP? It's not. It's track three. Track three. See, this is, this. you know, albums, they usually start with the best song, right? Mm, yeah. And then 
they get worse and worse and worse until <laughs> that's not really how we plan them out. But <laughs> yeah. yes, but you know what I mean. They're always like, we got to grab someone's attention, so put the the best one. Whereas, like, if you go to a movie, it's usually like kind of slow at the beginning and then gets really good at the end, right? <laughs> Wow, that's amazing, actually. I hadn't really thought of it. I, I have to confess, like, if I listen to somebody's album, I'm in the car, I start listening, I'm like, this is so great, it's awesome. Then, like, four songs in, I get to where I'm going, and yeah. I turn it off. Next time I get inspired to listen to the same record, I start from the beginning. Start from the beginning, drive exactly. for 18 minutes. Well, that's why, four songs. that's why thing. I think musicians need to time their records out for the average car trip. Totally. You know, which is that's why. what an EP is. This is an EP. And <laughs> exactly. so, yeah, this literally will take as long <laughs> as any car From trip. my house to this studio <laughs> yes. is my EP. <laughs> Thank Guaranteed. you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> we also have Cecil Sotheby's here. You're not going to yes. say anything? Oh, yes. <laughs> you backed away no. from the mic. Yes, like. I'm glad to be here, Scott. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Yeah, I just wanted to include you. Oh, and I love the song. It was beautiful. Thank uh, you. Are you are you messing with him the same way you were messing with me earlier with all your fake products? No. My sincerity to you, Scott, wasn't fake. Okay, but I your products fan. were fake. No, they were real. <laughs> wait, they're, wait, I'm confused now. From the twisted mind of Sotheby's. <laughs> okay, like Danny that's, DeVito? That's yeah. the brand. <laughs> that's always been the brand. All right. Well, we need to get to our next guest. Uh, she's a recent widow. This is terrible, but we'll talk to her about this. Please welcome Myrtle McGee. Oh, hello. Hi. I am absolutely delighted to be here, Oh, Scott. good. Well, first of all, my sympathies uh, and my condolences oh, to... Uh, no need. No need? No Re- need, no. I really? ha- I I have had 17 husbands, and oh. I've never been divorced. Oh, so seven, 17 uh, uh, of your husbands have, have passed yes, away? Yes, they've all passed over the years. Oh, and, I'm so And, sorry. you know, some people would look at it as tragedy, and I just, I, I really live by the old saying, it's better to have made love and lost than never to have made love at all. I don't know that that's the saying, but uh, yeah. uh, uh, the, so how, how long were your 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 marriages? Oh, varying uh, lengths. I mean, I, you know, I, I would I, hope so. If they were to the day, yeah, that would be sure. so yeah. strange. And many of them, I, I, I lost them in, in really tragic, tragic ways. But I really I look at I still look at my life as I've been very, very fortunate to have loved so many people. And not only my husbands, but I've had a, a, a veritable plethora of um, affairs, you know, oh, so Sexual lovers. So sexual I was going to say, lovers? like, you've had sex with at least seventeen people, oh, but oh. your numbers are are yes, actually even yes. more than that. And many, many high-profile Hollywood elites as well. Oh, like who? in fact, some of the people that uh, that Cecil here mentioned from his list. <laughs> oh, from my auction list. Yes, you, absolutely. Uh, Carrie Grant. I recognize Carrie Grant. Mm-hmm. You know, I. You're well, an older woman. We should say that. Uh, yes. I don't I, know if we anyone got that from the voice, but yeah, you have that kind you, of like old have, woman voice. I'm in my mid eighties. I don't tell anyone the number, but I do. I will admit it's my <laughs> mid. 80. You don't look uh, like. a day over mid forties. Oh wow, you are a sweet young man. <laughs> you don't look a day over sweet. early eighties. Oh, I would say. Thank you. I'll, I'll take oh, it. Asshole. I'll take it. Yeah, no, Carrie, you were talking about his boot spurs, and I, you know, John I'll tell Wayne, you what, but yeah, John Wayne, John Wayne's boot spurs, yes, and yeah. um, Carrie Grant's cufflinks, Carrie Grant, all, all the same. Oh you know, yeah, the all careers, the same. <laughs> the careers of these men don't matter to me at all. What matters to me is how is the, how they were as lovers. And oh. both of them were excellent lovers. In fact, you know, if I'll, I'll use a euphemism and say, I put those boots right under my bed. 
if you know what oh, I mean. Oh, with the motor, with motorized, the motorized spurs. spurs. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So you, 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 uh, uh, I, what, what did they call sluts back in the 40s? What, uh, oh boy, I, a floozy, <laughs> I, but I'm fine with any name. I, you know, don't, it, it doesn't bother me. I, it's not a slut. It's honestly, it's someone who's just proud to be in your body. You're sex positive. Absolutely. You were the original yes. sex positive person. The original. I pioneered sex positivity. Yes. And I'm if not, falling in love, uh, uh, 17 times means you're a floozy. Well, then Call I'm me. a floozy, too. Yeah. You've oh, fallen in Sansa. love 17 times? Yeah. How, uh, are you married? I didn't even. This hasn't come up. I, I mean, I'm not really interested, but are you married? I'm interested. Uh, 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 I am currently married. Current. Why do you say it like that? Currently married. Oh, I'm sorry. Happily married. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, to. Um, right, I'm not interested anymore. All right. Uh, <laughs> What, uh, uh, so, so you've, you've been with a lot of men. I've been with many men and, and, you know, and, and, and many of them have gone in very uh, tragic ways. Right. 17 of, uh, 17 of them. But have your, have your boyfriends also died or? Oh, no, I've just had affairs here and there and and around those marriages. But, uh, but no, my husbands have all died, uh, rather tragically. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. uh, Who was the first? If you don't mind The first was Arthur. 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 And uh, Arthur passed, oh gosh, let me think back in my memory. It must have been uh, winter of uh, 68, and it was oh, our first more Christmas More recent together. than I, th- oh, I would have thought. Yeah. yeah and, um, <laughs> well, I am old. Like I know, I but I thought your first one would have been. Oh, my first was, oh, even older than that. It could have been. Because you, know, you were 28 I, or so? My okay. memory is, yeah, right. it is what it is. Right. Uh, yeah, he, it was our first Christmas together, and he was purchasing uh, mistletoe because he thought we could have some fun little smooches under our little archway oh, and sweet. unfortunately he was uh he was crushed under um a, a cast iron stove in the um loading dock of a montgomery ward oh no yeah. what was he doing in the loading dock he was uh, trying to purchase mistletoe why do you think he was in the i don't think place. they sell that yeah not the in the dock. loading dock no yeah. you oh. know the silver lining on that one was that they gave me that cast iron stove for free oh okay and well, i still I mean, have you it. still have it yeah oh. i can make a batch of moist muffins in that cast iron stove oh okay. and it's like the auction now it, it's an item with a story it, so somebody comes over absolutely, the cast iron. What a way to see the bright side of things cecil i knew we'd get along <laughs> Yeah, same, same. Okay. So uh, that was the first. That was the first. Is that the most gruesome way? I can't imagine oh, being gosh, crushed Oh, gosh, no. I mean, that's all it. relative. Everyone has their own take on what was the most gruesome. Uh, let's see. My my second husband, Remington, he was uh, Remington. He was he was hunting in the Amazon, and he accidentally sucked in on a blowgun. <laughs> oh, that's You're ca- supposed to blow out. You're supposed to blow out, but it's so tempting because it looks like he, a giant straw. Exactly. And he just sucked it and he took a poison dart right to the trachea. That's horrible. Oh, no. That's these, horrible when yeah, you die. That these details hard. are so terrible. I hope yeah. it's okay oh, it is for you okay. to share these. Oh, no. I Again, yeah. I have no, I you know, I I, I I suffered the grief of it at the time. And now I just look at it as a blessing to have been loved and loved that person. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, to that's see somebody work through that process of grief is very inspiring. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow, what about the the third person? The third husband was. <laughs> I just want to ask questions about each person. <laughs> the third one was, um, was uh, Orland and uh, the Orland. Orland with a D. With a D, sort of like Orlando, like or, sure. Uh, yeah. Take away the O if you if you want to say Orlando, you just take away the O. If like you want to say the, the final O. Oh, the final O, like not the movie the first star Orland Jones. Hmm. Oh, you I take don't... out the O's. Got it. You didn't take out the first one, though. 
Okay, stop. Stop. Please, you have to stop, Cecil. Um, I really want you to ask yourself, if you're going to butt into the conversation, I really want you to ask yourself, is this worth it? Butt in. Okay, well. Let's see. Orland, Orland, um, we were skiing in the Swiss Alps, and it was nighttime, and we thought, you know what would be really fun is if we just snuck onto the slopes and did a little sledding on our own. Oh, So okay. we pulled off one of the, um, the pa- you know how around the poles for the... Um, for the, the slaloms s- or the... The, um, the poles that hold up the chairlifts, that's what it is. Oh. And there's usually some sort of um, padding on it. Hmm. We took that off, and we went sledding. Oh, okay, and using the pads as sleds. we hit that very same pole. Oh, the padded list. Oh, okay. Off of. And so he was in front. That's like the most ironic way it that was, any of your husbands have died. That is a very good point. If yeah. you think about it that way, that could, right. yeah, that's it's like a, a isn't it ironic? short story by Henry. Itch, oh, yeah. Oh, Henry. He took oh, the I, oh, oh. I understand. <laughs> See, that was a good call. Well, okay then. Perked <laughs> me up. <laughs> yeah, Dan's awake suddenly. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, how did your most recent uh, uh, husband pass away? Because you're a recent widow? Yes, recent, as of a How couple recent? weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, okay. that was in September. Yep. I get, you know, the thing is, is like when you've had 17 husbands, you can't they mourn too go. long. You don't yeah. mourn for long. And also you I wear ha- black for a day and I move on. You have so little time left in your life, for I would sure. imagine. Yeah, I'm not going like, to waste it. Yeah, you waste two years no, mourning this, this guy? not. Your 17th no. husband? How yeah. did he die? Um, that was Mitch. And Mitch, Mitch died. He was, you know, it was This is not very, Mitch from the Doughboys, is it? No, no. Okay, from the good. Boys. Oh, thank God. But he's I do still love him. Oh, he's really? I'll put in a uh, word for you. Yeah, please do. Uh, you know, he, we were, uh, we were in a very competitive game of Chubby Bunny. Um, what is Chubby Bunny? Chubby Bunny is where you try to fit a lot of marshmallows in your mouth at the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And so he was on a roll. I mean, he this was, was a competing where you would stick one in a lot yep, like the Indiana Jones drinking game. Everyone does it at the same game. time. Got yep, it. sure. It's like, a, it's like a hot dog eating contest, except you're using. Marshmallows. marshmallows and you're not swallowing. You it's like any a, competitive eating absolutely. competition, but except with, you don't swallow. You don't swallow. The whole point is you want to see how many you can fit in your mouth right. at once. Right. Um, so you're trying to puff up your cheeks, and sure. so yeah, like so Marlon he, Brando in The Godfather. Absolutely. Also a wonderful lover, man. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Um. And so he had uh he had seventy one in his seventy one right, and he started really flailing about, and we thought he was celebrating because he had just beaten the world record, and that was not what was happening. Wow, the world record is choked, seventy. He choked to death. Well, wow. now it's seventy one. Now it's seventy one. Because he did do it. He did do it. He uh, did well, do it. They, they don't say it's the world record for having that many marshmallows without dying. Dying? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it happened. He was alive when he put the seventy. I guess you could stick you know seventy two marshmallows in a corpse's mouth and beat the record. I think the rule is, is you have rules? to be alive when you put it in. That's what about, the what about rule. could it be a dog? Is it like Airbud rules as well? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see a dog put 72 in his mouth. Oh, man. But we could it. say, I mean, Mitch died doing what he loves the most. Yeah. Oh, and he would be so happy if he knew that that's how he went. I mean, he, he I, do you think that, he does know. Yeah. Do you think we have cognizance after we're dead? Like we're, or, or do you it's think it's just like a light question. switch turning off? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like there was some study done at one point where like someone who was, um, who was running one of the guillotines back in the day had a friend who was going to get his head cut off. And so he and his friend made a, a an agreement that when his head was cut off, he would keep blinking as long as he could to see how oh. long. And it lasted for a while. 
Wow, what an interesting study. Back the, in the, the days when they had guillotines. I'm curious. So You'd have the, to be really good friends with the person who's doing the study and know that you're about to, you know. What a great okay thing, like, it. to have an agreement with your best bud sure. at, at such a time. <laughs> Just keep <laughs> blinking. And it was like 10 or 15 seconds. Wow. And you so were, you were going to say, Cecil, and you've thought about what you're going to say? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I was wondering for uh, when your 17th husband dies yeah. playing Chubby Bunny, yeah. is he uh, aware that you've had... The, uh, previous marriages oh, yeah. and that oh, they yeah. passed. No, there's nothing. There's nothing. Hey, I mean, you're telling about a bunch of strangers right no, now. And I've had, and I've told about my affairs. I'm like I said, I'm sex positive, and uh, and I really just, you know, I, I want to live my life to the fullest. And my husbands have all understood that. And I like getting married because the fun of the wedding. But no, you know, they're yeah. never exclusive. Who Is there pressure in the way they go? Uh, for, for the for the person like I don't oh know. because so many interesting deaths yeah oh is there yeah yeah are gosh. they trying to top each other in deaths that's actually a very good question going out with a world record and it's very it's possible cool. that that's what he yeah. was doing and he was old I mean he's I'm old but he was really old oh wow do you have your uh, sights on anyone else uh, I mean I, I have to say you were talking about Vin Diesel earlier mm-hmm. yeah I I've always had my sights I'd love to put his boots under my bed yeah he's you know I mean. very handsome. He he is and strapping and it's big. In, it's interesting that he's named after the thing that you put into cars. Yes. That's what's the most interesting thing about him. It, it you is. You know what I mean? I, and that his first name is on the, the, the middle number. number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've never put that into Yeah, that's weird. He's yeah. Just, then, I wonder of course if his he's parents in a movie did that about on What's his middle name? <laughs> Drive Shaft? That's a great question. We should call him up and ask him. <laughs> hey, Vin, what's your middle name? Drive Shaft? <laughs> Click. <laughs> Um, so you, so do you think that's achievable or it, what with uh, Vin Diesel? I mean, for him, it's all about oh, family. Oh, is it achievable? Of course it's achievable. Yeah. I, I've, yeah, I've mounted a, a lot of wonderful men in my days. Yeah. I have to ask you something, Scott. Oh, please. Do you have any refreshments? Uh, I am uh, parched. I have some, uh, I have some water in front of you. I have some cookies. Oh, uh, I th- would love if you have it, just a nice tall glass of buttermilk. But <laughs> buttermilk. Uh, this is one of those old people drinks that uh, I think my grandmother used to drink as well. I would uh, consider it an old. I just think it's a nice, really refreshing beverage. Well, it's okay if you don't have buttermilk. Yeah. I will definitely take uh, just a, a glass of uh, heavy cream. Heavy <laughs> cream. Yeah, I, I I don't have either. Honestly, what is buttermilk again? Is like milk that's sour or something? What? It's pretty sour. That is the taste of it. Is it more sour than sweet? Yeah, and quite thick. Quite thick, it's yeah. It's very thick, but it, boy, does it wet a whistle. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I have neither of these things. That's all right. I'll just keep drinking the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That usually quenches thirst uh, yeah, way, well, way better than buttermilk, well, I would say. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything to nibble on? Uh, just these cookies that, uh, and I hate to brag, but I made them. Um, you did? And yeah, yeah, homemade. I, I was hoping for a, 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 a moist um, yeast bun. <laughs> Okay, I don't even know if this is an old person thing. This is a yeast bun. Yeah, it's just made of yeast and it's a bun. <laughs> I've had a yeast bun before. Oh, really? Yeah, it was spicy. Oh, I didn't like it. It was too spicy. Okay, it's not normal for a yeast bun. Someone must have bun. put some hot sauce in Wait a minute, my bun. yeast bun wasn't supposed to be spicy. <laughs> Friend lied to me. My best friend lied to me. Who who did you love the most? A lot like Dan's songs here. Like what was who did you love? Remington. Oh, Remington was your Remington was my your ninth second. Husband. Oh, he was your ninth. He was. Oh, okay. He was a hunter. Well, Remington the sick. I had Mary oh, too. Remington. Oh, oh, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, no, that. of course. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. I, no, I didn't make that clear. I, did, I don't even know I one mar- Remington, and you married two. I married two. Wow. Yeah, Remington. Wow. And I called him R two. 
<laughs> like after R2-D2? Yep, that's why. <laughs> because he loved Star Wars? <laughs> he loved it. Boy, did he love Star Wars. Yeah. And, How um, did he die? He died by a ceiling fan. Next to one, you mean? I really don't want to get into it. Oh, that's I, the I one that's still, uh, still uh, a fresh? raw nerve. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, oh. I, I only saw the aftermath of it. Um, oh, but it was not. A you pretty. witnessed all the other ones? Uh, most of them. Yeah, a lot of them I was there for. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But to see R2, just, the one you love the most, right. dive. And the fan was still going. So as you can imagine, it wasn't pretty. Mm. Yeah. Did you, yeah. The tur- fan got turned off. Again, Cecil, right. please. Behead- I've asked to not go into this one. I'm sorry. Beheaded? Or I, can't, I, I can't. Shoved with, up an orifice? Or? Just... Anyway. Okay, sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't, don't mean to bring up R2. What, what year was that? That was in 83. 83? Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. So Culture Club yep. was on the radio at mm-hmm. the time. Yep. Culture Club, that's what was going on. 1983. 83, Return of the Jedi would just come yeah, out. R2 so. was in your heart, but yeah, also very. in Jabba's castle. Yeah, in the zeitgeist <laughs> at the time, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't think he had a castle as much as he had a lair. You I, hate, I hate to pick nits here with the job of the hut, but it was kind of like an underground cave more than, you know, I, I view a castle as being a, a protruding, yeah, a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like how the Pantages <laughs> is like the bottom of a big uh, art deco building. So okay, what? again, I'm, I'm going to have to ask. I'm going to have to ask. That sucked. <laughs> Why did I say that? Okay. <laughs> now you're in your head, I feel like. I feel like I've gotten in your head. You're free to say whatever you want to say. Uh, well, well, Myrtle, this is a, a terrible story, uh, but you, you you have a great attitude about oh, it. Oh, I, I, uh, you know, we just life's too short. It's too short. It's too short, although in your case, it's been really, really long. And I hope it goes a lot longer. How I still old? feel young and vibrant and virile. Yeah, how old do you want to be? I would love to make it to the 120s. I, <laughs> I know it's not common, but I, I think uh, I have 40 good years in me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what about the singularity when they upload our consciousnesses into uh, Yeah, I'm computers? not going to do that one. Oh, you're not doing that? Why no, not? I, uh, I'm scared. I'm just terrified of Is that. the physical part of being alive what you like? It's All important. the physical pleasure? Yeah, the pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. How can you? You can't have it. You, you can't make love in the in, in only in the brain. It's got to also be there's, in the body. There's like USB ports and stuff. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'd feel it in the same way. A USB USB port can make you smell, uh, can't make you feel the air on your arms. That's right. Well, they don't have arms anymore. You have like, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't, just don't put my consciousness. Talking to the mic if you're his Don't son. put my consciousness <laughs> in the singularity, Scott. That's all. God, you're the worst guest we've had in a long time. Uh, but uh, you're, you're one of the best guesses, uh, guests, rather. Yes, uh, thank you so uh, much. I mean, I'm delighted to be here. I just wanted to come on and, and see if I could, you know, mingle and meet some people. And I'm thrilled to be in the room with these strapping young gentlemen. You know, you consider us to be strapping. That's so you. nice. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. You know, yeah. in your own right. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I just, I think everyone is, is very special and uh, and I find something good about everyone. And Cecil, I am wearing my so, straps. Cecil here wearing these straps. So All these straps I'm wearing too. I mean, so you gave us nice compliments and then you backtracked and said, well, you find good about everyone and you try to find good about 
every single person you meet. So That's you were like struggling to like come up with compliments Wait, for I us? I mean, or? if you if if you really want me to come up with a compliment, I could, but I just thought I'd leave it. You gave it us in, the compliment of strapping. Yeah, I thought I'd leave it in strapping. Exactly. And, and Cecil specifically is wearing a lot of straps and we could have, yes, yeah. yeah. could do some fun things with those straps. Proud of them. Yeah, you're, it's almost like you're the Hellraiser or something like that. You have so many, it's like S&M straps. We have a Hellraiser suit coming up on the auction block. Hellraiser's actual suit? Yes. Like, like what, the one he got married in? Uh, in universe. <laughs> Not what the actor wore, the one he got married in. <laughs> really? But he married Meryl Streep. Oh, he was the lucky groom same on that bayou. Interesting, interesting. All right, well, guys, uh, we're coming up on a break. Would that surprise you? No? no? All right. Um, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have more from Dan. And, Dan, you have a song that you're going to play uh, uh, at the end of the show. This is very yes, exciting. Yes, yes. Uh, We're going to have more from Cecil. Uh, but also, uh, uh, Myrtle, you can stick around, right? I would absolutely love to. And Please we have someone in the lumber industry. I've never spoken oh, to anyone in the lumber industry. This is so exciting. It's a lumberjack. Could be. Oh, Speaking boy. of strapping. Oh, boy. All Maybe right. Strap right. yourselves in. We'll be right back with more Comedy Bang Bang after this. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever have something that you're keeping close to the vest or the chest? If you're Christopher Nolan, he says that in one of the Batman movies twice. He doesn't say it, obviously. Look, this is something I just need to get off my chest. The fact that this bothers me. Anyway, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BangBang today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash BangBang. Sorry to interrupt your podcast, everyone, but, you know, there's only one acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast, and that is your dog. Take a minute now to pet your dog, okay? I'll wait. I'm not going to wait a full minute, but a few seconds, sure. Yeah, but while you're petting your dog, you can learn all about Bark, the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. Every toy is tailored to your pup's size and play style, from squeaky plush toys from BarkBox to ultra-tough, durable ones from Super Chewer. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. For a limited time, this is good, they will double your first box of goodies for free. My dogs, they love BarkBox. Now it's it's gotten to the point where every package that is delivered to the house, they assume is a BarkBox and they start jumping up and down. Then I have to say, uh, no, it's just a sweater for me. <laughs> and they get very disappointed. They love BarkBox. They love chewing on everything. They love the treats. It's great. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash BangBang. <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang, we're back. Uh, Dan Wilson, Dancing on the Moon is the EP. People mm -hmm. can uh, 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 buy it, I would imagine. Yeah, they can buy it, but really they're just going to stream it. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I think if they really loved you. They would buy it, no, don't you think? Turns out, no. <laughs> <laughs> turns out, no, but I'm not going to be picky. 
Yeah, I'll take you know whatever whatever streams you have. Look, yeah, when you've involvement. Ri- when you've written a number one single, someone like you, mm. the money doesn't mm. even matter anymore, right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it still kind of matters, I bet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you'd still like more. Sure. As much as you make, we still all want more, isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have uh, uh, Myrtle McGee is here, recent widow. Yeah. And you were you flipping through dating apps during? I the- am. I've been swiping right. So you even just you only swipe right. Yes, so strapping, right, strapping, right swiping, strapping, <laughs> strapping. <laughs> count me in, count me in, count me in. I'm not selective because that way I make sure that I get uh, you know a lot of lovers. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Um, we also have Cecil Sotheby is here. Scott, did you mean it when you said I was one of the worst guests you've had lately? Yeah, lately. Well, I, I'm, I'm striking lately from that sense. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> ever. All okay. right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our next guest. Um, they work in the lumber industry. Very exciting. I don't believe I've ever spoken to anyone, and we're going to find out if they're a lumberjack or not. Um, please welcome to the show for the first time, Cordwood Pete Bunyan. You called me Cordwood? That is an insult to my size, Scott. I came on here. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought that that's the information I have in front my of me. My name is Pete Bunyan. Cordwood is an insult based on my small size. I, I'm. Someone must have written that down. You, are you sure that you didn't tell my producer that's how you wanted to be? I don't call myself Cordwood. I am Pete Bunyan. I, I, people call me Cordwood because Cordwood's small. So people do call you Cordwood? Not to my face or I'll <laughs> knock their hat off. I beg your pardon. I don't know why that's written down in front of me. I, I beg your pardon. I'll just call you Pete if that's okay. That's right, Pete Bunyan. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry about the whole Cordwood. Uh, I hate it everywhere I go. My name is uh, arrives before me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's usually uh, how, how it is. I, but I'm it's sorry. an insult. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I beg your pardon. This is, I feel really, really bad. But I. But you can see well, why I would just read what's written in front of me, right? I mean, sure. If you're, if you, if you don't have any other sense, you're just going to read what you have. It's the the first of five senses, sight. That's just, right. Yeah, just the very it. first one you develop. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Is that true? Sure, but you can't tell because you're still inside a womb. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, Pete, I almost called you Cordwood again. Oh, I'm my sorry. gosh. Please don't. I'm going to cross it out. I'm going <coughs> to just cross that out so I don't ever say it again. Pete Bunyan, w- welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Scott. Is that your real name, Pete Bunyan? Yes, that's my birth name. Oh, it is. Great. Okay, because you know there's a famous Paul Bunyan. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, I'm sorry, is that another insult? Or? That's my big brother, Paul. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Paul Bunyan, the famous giant, yeah, is your yeah, brother? Yeah, he's famous. Oh, well, I mean, I was going to say you're like a six foot four guy. Yeah. And you're calling yourself small? <laughs> well, compared to my brother. Oh, I he's understand. He's enormous. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I get it now. Because you're, I mean, you're taller than me and you're, and talk about strapping. You well, know. you're all, you're just a human. <laughs> Wait, what are you? I'm a folklore creature. <laughs> oh. So a you're. storybook man. I haven't read any of these stories. About oh, you. you never found my stories, huh? You probably read all of Paul's stories, but none of Pete's. I did. He made those giant flapjacks for he everyone sure in the camp. He sure did. You know, I didn't get a one. That's why I'm so small. 
I he ate up all the flapjacks. He ate them. Yeah, that's when part, I was when we that's were. That's part born. of the story you don't read is that he just ended up he eating. He gobbled them all up. They never even mentioned me. They say it took twenty storks to deliver him the day he was born, but no one talks about the two hummingbirds that brought old Pete. <laughs> I, th- I mean, that's terrible to grow up in the shadow of a famous. Literally, brother. I grew up in his shadow. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see the sun until he moved away for college. Oh, what'd you think? It was so bright. <laughs> the reviews are in. It was sun scary. is bright. I'd only seen it from a distance. <laughs> I thought he was blocking it. Well, I saw uh, uh, between his legs, I could see a, a, oh, okay. a crack of light, okay. and I thought someday I'm going to be where the sun is. Got it. Got it. Wow. Uh, well, I, I so you are <laughs> you are a lumberjack uh, in, in the same tradition as your brother. I uh, yeah, I am a man of the woods, and I am looking for work as a lumberjack. Oh, you are. Okay. I think I've got some work for you. <laughs> oh, oh. Timber number eighteen. <laughs> number eighteen. Yeah, if you, you know, I wouldn't marry Myrtle though, unless you want like a, no a log to fall on. No you. need to marry. Yeah. We can just have make a nice love night. Well, that sounds good to me. I don't mind your age at all. I'm much older. Oh yeah, you're like hundreds of years yeah. old. I was yeah. born in the 1800s, I think. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to remember. I'm yeah. pretty sure I was too. Oh my! Yeah. Well, maybe maybe we were neighbors <laughs> in the past. There were so, so few so people sweet. in the 1800s. Everyone was neighbors. Everyone was nearby. Um, so you you're looking for work? Why why don't you have work? That's my life dream to be a lumberjack. That's my whole family. And we're lumbermen. Nev- you've never been one up to this point. By the time I get to where my brother had already been, he's already chopped down all the trees with just like one swing of his yeah, mighty axe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. See, is, is he still with us? No, he killed himself out in the <laughs> Pacific Ocean. Jeez, How what? did he die? Well, this was a, right before the Great Depression. He sunk all of his money into gold mines because there were no more trees to cut down. But the, there was before no gold. Before the Depression? And, yeah. Uh, so the, the, the he depression. never even lived to see the Depression? No. Uh, he lost all of his money first, and he killed himself in the oh. Pacific Ocean. Oh, Just boy. by walking into it, or...? No, he blew his brains out. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Why? In the, how does it, first of all. Because he was broke. He was the biggest okay, man no, in the I, world I and everybody loved him. But now he was flat busted. He didn't I understand that. My two questions are, why did he walk into the middle of the Pacific Ocean to do this? And where did he get a huge gun? Well, he used the same gun he used to kill Babe, the blue ox. Oh, no. <laughs> Babe's dead, too? Yeah. Oh, he, dear. He killed him and sold the hide to get the money that he used oh. to buy the gold mines, and then he went bust, and he, uh, oh. he couldn't, uh, he wanted to escape the responsibility and shame of financial bankruptcy. Okay, so why walk in the middle of the ocean to do this? So it doesn't make a mess. I think he wanted to fall and uh, probably kill Indochina <laughs> with a tidal wave. <laughs> he was a violent man. Why do we lionize this guy? I don't know. Uh, America loves big macho men. Yeah. Well, I, with all due respect, this is one person's perspective, uh, perhaps one that's uh, ha- is colored by feelings about one's brother. Oh, we sure. don't know if mm. when Paul Bunyan killed himself, if he necessarily wanted to wipe out Indochina, just devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah. But- well, that's how it seemed to me. And Having grown up with him, that is exactly what I think he would do. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I he often mentioned it. <laughs> oh, well, geez. that's a good geez. part of the case. <laughs> it sounds like he didn't know it was case. called Indochina at the time. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> he just, I bet there's a bunch of people over there, and I hope they die when I send a wave. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so he's making a lot of cries for help. 
Yeah, I guess. Maybe. No, he's just an asshole. I don't think he was cries for help. So you guys weren't close. No, he was always so far ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. How did it affect your parents? Oh, my parents, uh, they died early. Yeah, giving birth to uh, Paul, I would Well, we're, we're mythological. We don't oh, get born. You, we are carried oh, really? in by birds, storks oh, and hummingbirds right, and right. the like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he left. Uh, so to, you do have parents then? We did. They How raised does that us. that work? Oh, they raise you. Someone's got to make them big flapjacks. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, when he left to go, uh, he had chopped up all the wood in Maine, where we were from, uh, and he, uh, then he traveled across uh, the, the Great Lakes region, uh, and uh, then my parents died of being lonely. Oh, man, that's a But they were story. together, right? They were together. I was there. Not enough for them, though. <laughs> no, it's just that Paul was gone. They liked him best. Oh, man. Oh. You know, when you are when you are the parents of a celebrity and then yeah. the, the celebrity dies, they, they sort of, I believe they wished it was me. He didn't die. He just left. Yeah. But did, did you know the, the Johnny Appleseed? Uh, yes, I did. I know Johnny Appleseed. Oh, is he still with us? Uh, I don't think so. I think he planted all the apples. Oh, and... and That's uh, why we don't have any more apples. <laughs> I thought I had one the other day. Yeah, but those are old apples. Oh, got it, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Notice how you had to go to a doctor's appointment later that day? They've lost their power. Oh. But I yeah. also know his brother, Ronnie Applecore. <laughs> they have different last names. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Why? Why do they have different names? Yeah, why, why do they, do they have different last names? Well, they have they they serve different purposes. It's a story thing. Oh, it's a mythological. Uh, it has something to do with being a part of American folklore. Yeah, that's gonna be fun, right? You, John Henry. Not for me, John Henry. He was uh, he was an impressive man. Yeah, he, uh, he hit that. He's my, one, he's my one black friend. <laughs> I tell you, I, 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 you don't want to know what I do with with his boots. Oh, yeah, really? John Henry, boy. Oh, hitting that railroad spike with so one mighty swing. Deep under my. What about brain. Casey at the bat? You know him? No, I don't know Casey at the bat. I don't uh, have much time for baseball. Oh, okay. What I do, do, do lumberjack do? sports, timber sports. Oh, okay. Even though you've never worked as a lumberjack. Yeah, that's right. I can't get work as it, but I can do entertainment. I see. <laughs> so you can do of, uh, log rolling. Well, so, I, I don't really do it. I, try, I watch and I announce and I'm sort of the mascot oh, for the show. So you do play-by-play. A little bit. And I'm more of a color commentator because I don't know the technical terms, having never worked in the woods. Got it. And you're the mascot? You say you're like gritty? Sort of the mascot. Everybody, they put signs up, Cordwood Pete, Paul Bunyan's so little brother. So they put a sign that this is Cordwood, even though you've asked them not to call you Absolutely. That. And Whoa. everybody comes and asks me questions. Tell me about what it's like to live with Paul Bunyan as your brother. And I don't want to. I knock their hats off their heads. Oh, I, I've been asking you a lot of questions about living with Paul Bunyan as your brother. You're not going to knock my hat off my head, are I'm you? I'm going to let you get them all out and walk, knock your hat off once. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to wait till you're leaving. You put your hat back on. I'm going to knock it right off your head. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Wow, well, Cordwood. Oh, I mean... Uh, oh, God dang it, put the hat on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. Slap. Ow! Ow! Pete, I, this is a terrible story. I, I, uh, do you think anyone's hiring out there? I, I can't find a one. I walked all the way to Puget Sound. I didn't find one good tree to chop down. That's and I walked south from there, and here I am. And you're not like Paul, where you could do that in like three steps. No, I walked pretty much straight. <laughs> And how long did it take you? Until, uh, let's see, he got there. 
Don't just give me the end date. I, I, like the, the full amount of time is what I'm looking for. I got I got to Puget Sound around the year 2000. Okay, but when did you start? Uh, 1800s. Oh, okay. Wow. Even for six foot four, you were walking pretty slow at that point. <laughs> well, there's a lot of you know. I ride a. I, I have to ride my tiny donkey. Oh, yeah. Well, he's my friend. He doesn't serve a purpose. I have a tiny yellow donkey named Tamarack. How tiny? Were you meaning like he's about a foot tall. <laughs> Oh, so that's small even for that is, yeah. donkeys. Yeah, he's I mean, you're a lot of weight for a donkey. That he, yeah, he, he doesn't carry a lot of weight. He gets tired fast, but he insists that I ride him. Gotta take a lot of breaks. He yeah. insists. He insists. Yes, he does. What does he say? He, he can't talk. He's just cute as can be until you ask him to do work, and then he frowns and falls asleep. <laughs> Sounds like he doesn't want you to write him. I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> well, this is terrible, I, but uh, the, a call out to the lumber industry. If you're out there and you need <laughs> and, you, and you're looking for anyone to, to chop down trees, have you ever chopped down an actual tree? Well, I don't know if it'd be called a tree. No. Or maybe more of a post. You chopped down a post. I did. I've, uh, I have chopped down fences. Oh. That I come across. That you uh, come across? Yeah, because I'm walking across the country. Isn't anybody paying attention to me? I walk through the wilderness. Why'd and I go find, around? Because the, the world should be open for everyone. I'm against private land ownership, and oh, I think okay. everything should be free. Are, are, are you a, uh, you're not a NIMBY, are you? What's a NIMBY? <laughs> not in my backyard. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I was thinking of NAMBLA. <laughs> oh, it's, please don't. Sir. I'm not bad. <laughs> please don't think of it. Not don't even think of NAMBLA. <laughs> I'll, I'll reverse Think about Cast it. it out of your mind. You bet. At this I'm going to think yeah. about old men. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if that uh, <laughs> solves the problem. But what are you? Who are you thinking about right now? Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them making out. Okay. <laughs> well, look, Cord. I, I mean, uh, Pete. I. Uh, mm, uh, <laughs> you're learning. He's learning. I like it. I it's didn't good. say cord wood. I said cord. And yes. Then, then corrected myself. That's all right. Yeah. Sometimes I wear corduroy pants. Yeah. Good. I'm happy for you. It's cold in the woods. <laughs> Are those warming to you? If you move fast enough. I, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, because they create How friction. How do they ever find a tailor who can make pants to fit somebody who's six four? Again, Cecil, I'm going to have to beg of you not to interrupt the show anymore if you're if that's the best you can do. <laughs> well, Understood. look, Cecil, uh, uh, we're running out of time. Are you sad? Well, I love you, too. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't say that. Uh, we are running out of time here. We only have time for one final feature on the show. That is, of course, a little something called plugs. <laughs>
CBB Ray Me Mix by Rupert Holden, I believe is how that's spelled, or Puppet, Puppert Holden. I think it's Rupert, though. Uh, thanks so much to Rupert Holden for that wonderful remix. Um, all right, what are we plugging? Uh, obviously, Dan Wilson, Dancing on the Moon, uh, available to stream now or to buy. Uh, and it uh, peaks in the middle. Apparently, with with track three, <laughs> but it's the perfect. And I don't want to discontinue the brave souls who continue on to the end. With us. The, the perfect amount uh, if you're taking a drive to, from like Silver it's a, Lake it's to the length of an errand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the length of a there and know, back an average errand. No, then you can listen to it again on the way back. On the way back. Okay, yeah. good. Where I'm from, Minneapolis, it's it's half. It's two errands long in two a sense. Long. So you, you get halfway through Dancing on the Moon and you're where you need to go. Okay. And then you drive back having heard the second half of the EP. Right. Because things are not as far And away. are you tailoring this for different states across this great <laughs> nation of ours? I love the idea of like, you know, promising that it'll be exactly <laughs> yes, the length exactly of your errand. Length. Whatever you, <laughs> whatever it whatever you to need to do, I'll make an album... The exact length. You are not going to be sitting out uh, in the car having to turn it off no, in the middle no, of the no, last no, song. No, it's going to, no. the minute you park, yeah. it's going to yeah, end. Yeah, I could have used a 200 year long one <laughs> to get across the country. <laughs> that would have been great. A 200 year long song? Could you even record that? I guess you, if it were electronic, you I could mean, just. I mean, you like, could cut and paste sections and make yeah. it really long. So, just, yeah, you could. Oh, do it. man, you got to do that. Yeah, just make a few, a couple hours worth, and then. Yeah, and then just, uh, yeah, yeah, like, cut and paste. Oh, that would be amazing. 200 but, years long. Song. Pete might have gotten bored of once yeah. he realized it was literally just a it lot was of just repetition. one minute yeah. <laughs> repeating over and over again. I only listen to fiddles and squeeze boxes, so I'm <laughs> easy to impress. <laughs> you know that we have more modern music out there now. No, I live in the woods. I haven't paid oh. any attention to it. Okay, great. Uh, Cecil, what do you want to plug here? Oh, uh, I'm Paul. <laughs> what? I'm Paul Rust. What? You're and, Paul Russ? Yes, and I am promoting Wait plugging. Wait a uh, Let me get a good look at you. Turn around. Cha-cha-cha. Paul? Hello. Scott. My friend Paul Russ? I was in the shadows the whole time, Scott. You Why are you pretending realize. to be the Cecil Where? guy? Where's Cecil? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I did it to amuse you. Oh, we're so disappointed. Oh. Well, I'm here to we plug. We loved Cecil. <laughs> He's gone. Never to Damn. return. Damn. We love him. I I made sexual relations with your great-grandfather, Terrence, and I wanted to talk about it after the podcast ended. Oh, my gosh. He was a legend oh. in his own time. Mm. I had the Sotheby's great-grandfather. Right. Now yeah. that I know Cecil's, you're just Paul, I don't want to yeah, talk about I it know. anymore. I guess yeah. Cecil's sort of a storybook creature, too. Yeah, oh. he's entered some sort of mystical afterlife. Yeah, okay, great. Well, uh, I mean, you can plug something if you want to plug something. Oh, perhaps I will. Yeah. Scott, I am a part of a podcast called With Gorley and Rust, and that's with Matt Gorley, and we discuss horror movies, and I'm also part oh. of another podcast called Song a Week, and I do that with Michael Cassidy, and we're in a band called Don't Stop, Roll, Die. We do new songs a week. Oh, boy. And aren't you on a uh, Fox television show as well? Yes. Uh, the third season just started September 25th, The Great North on Fox Sunday nights. Hey, check it out. It's a really, it's a very special, funny show. That's Nick Offerman and Will Forte and yeah. uh, Jenny Slate. Yeah. And yeah. your uh, fifth I, I, build? <laughs> Or eighth build? Where? Where? Uh, how? What number are you on the call sheet? Do you mind me asking? <laughs> uh, um, I'm uh, uh, much like a mutant duck. I'm seventh build. 
All right. Uh, what? You put so, me in a corner and I had to get out. So, Paul, you're not that much different from Cecil, I'm seeing. <laughs> I did make the choice in the beginning that Cecil was going to be more subdued. <laughs> I know. And I saw I you make that, that choice quickly. at the very beginning. Uh, and it was didn't very, stick. Didn't nope, stick. Didn't stick. Um, all right, Myrtle, Myrtle McGee, what are you, what are you plugging? You know, uh, I, I will say I've, I've been helping uh, reopen a, a theater in Los Angeles, California, hmm. called the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Oh, did that, you, are you the one that painted it that bright color? I sure did. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I went out there at night naked, and I painted it up with my whole body. Oh, great. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was and, such interesting shapes. Yeah, uh, I thought it would be fun new take on things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the, let's see. Well, it's October 3rd, so we just opened, and I hope it went off without a hitch. Great. Uh, yeah. Congratulations yeah. on the opening. Come yeah. on down. Yeah. We've got shows. The shows are going to be playing. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Uh, Pete Bunyan, what do you want to plug? Burning books. Uh, what? And then reprinting them on more paper to drive up the demand for wood and oh. paper, uh, and maybe there'll be more lumber work for me. Oh, okay. uh, also, uh, oh, there's a, a a guy I like. Uh, he's on. Uh, his name's Charlie McCracken. I like his name because it sounds like an axe hitting wood. Uh, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Wow. And also, he's got a Twitter, the Kraken at the Kraken, and that sounds like it's not a lot of lumber stuff. But no. you can check that out. Sounds like Clash want. of the Titans, though. In yeah. A way, yeah. Yeah. I'll release the crack yeah, and all exactly. of that stuff. And yeah. uh, you can also watch AP Bio on Peacock. Oh, yeah. Well, about every other episode. Oh, great. All right. Well, uh, I, I just want to plug, uh, first of all, I, we talked about it last week, the Comedy Bang Bang book. You can pre-order it now. Uh, an incredible artifact. If you're a fan of the show, you're going to want it. Uh, head over to cbbworld.com slash book for all the links, including autographed editions. Uh, you can hear the archives and ad-free episodes of this show. We also have things like the Andy Daly Podcast Project. We have our, uh, my movie show, Scott Hasn't Seen, where we're in the middle uh, now of uh, October Shockingtober Frightening Fest, where we're <laughs> watching scary movies. Paul, you should do the, the show at some oh, point. Oh, perhaps I will. Okay. Um, and uh, we this week we're watching Old, M. Night Shyamalan's Old. So we'll be seeing that on Friday. Uh, we just watched Hocus Pocus with the writer of Hocus Pocus 2, Jen D'Angelo, last week. And and uh, yeah, so uh, we also have Freedom over there and CBB Presents. Uh, this book changed my life so much more. If you uh, subscribe for a year, you get two months free, and that is a pretty good deal. All right, let's close up the old plug bag. Yeah. Where the Plugs Have No Bag, uh, remixed by <laughs> Actually Simpson. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, guys, I want to thank you so much. Uh, Paul Rust, you pulled one over on us, but... Uh, <laughs> 
But hey, I still love you, buddy. So <laughs> I love you too, so buddy. So good to have you on. Uh, and uh, Myrtle McGee. Yeah. Wonderful to meet you. So good, good to meet you. Good luck finding number 18. I'm on it. Maybe I'm this on one, it. maybe you'll die before this one does. Oh, I don't think so. I'm going to live forever. You think? <laughs> Can we I just do. decide to do that? Well, I said 120. That's still a good 40 That's years. I got 40 many, years, and the world lovers. will be done. Halfway by. through my lovers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're only halfway? Only halfway. All I'm right. hoping that, uh, that uh, the lumberjack here is going to. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is 6'4". Yeah. He's stra- literally strapping. Literally strapping. Uh, Pete Bunyan, <laughs> a.k.a. Cordwood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you look surprised that I called you that. Well, I thought we were done. <laughs> Here we go. I'm back. Yeah, you're back. I want to thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me, and I hope I get a job from it, and if I do, I'll give you 10%. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know, most of my guests, honestly, Dan, I'd like 10% of the EP sales. Got it. <laughs> I mean, done. you know, now that I think <laughs> about fair. it, I should be getting it's paid right. when I have people on the show. <laughs> um, Dan uh, Wilson, uh, wonderful to have you on. Good luck with... Uh, uh, the career so happy to have you back and uh are you ready to do another song yeah okay great yeah. i don't have to twist your arm or anything right no yeah. i'm happy to do songs yeah That's great a, all right wonderful sort of what i'm good at okay well which uh, uh which one do you want to do here i think uh i think it's I, I don't know i think it's appropriate to do closing time oh yeah we're closing wow. the show okay yeah. what a so. treat i think so all right this is dan wilson with closing time one of his most famous songs here we go And let you out into the world Closing time Turn all of the lights on Over every boy and every girl Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. Closing time. Time for you to go out to the places you will be from Closing time This room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come So gather up your jackets, move it to the exits I hope you have found a friend Closing time Every new beginning Comes from some other Beginning's end Yeah I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home Take me
Time for you to go out to the places you will be from I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home Take me home I know who I want to take me home Take me Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.